What is going on, guys? Parker and Dallin here back with another episode of the podcast. How you guys doing? Dal, how you doing? <laughs> Asking the listeners that they can't hear us. Yeah, that's not doing, I'm doing good. Just another beside the point podcast. That's, I'm excited. Hopefully sounding a little bit better. We upgraded our microphone situation. Yeah, like all, all 50,000 of you reached out to us and said, your microphones suck. Get an upgrade. 50,000. No, that was the biggest criticism we got of the first episode. And it wasn't that instead of the fact that it was a very heavy, serious episode for our debut, our biggest criticism was the audio quality. So hopefully that's a little bit better this time. Dal, tell me, tell me what was the result of the, the poll last week? The result of the poll. Here, yeah. let me pull up the exact numbers. And for those who, who don't know what we're talking about, last week we talked about Kendrick Lamar and if he's killed somebody. We put up a, a poll. We did put up a poll. And let's see. So I put up a poll that said, do you think Kendrick Lamar has killed someone? And... Uh, we had 90% of people wow. saying yes, okay, <laughs> agreeing with our our opinion that he probably has, and then uh, 10% saying no, which, you know, we'll never know probably. Probably sure. not, but, yeah. Even though he has gone on the record and said, this is my experience. No, no, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that episode a lot this week, and um, it's got me in the mood to talk about some music, dude. I know. I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to try to keep it a little bit more lighthearted today, um, maybe a little bit less heavy, but um, it should be a fun episode. Um, but first, uh, should we get into Tracks of the yeah. Week? And real quick before we get started, I just wanted to announce um, that with my brother, just created a song, just barely got released this last weekend. It's called Monkey Noise by Cyan Deluxe. Um, everybody give it a listen and, you know, let me know what you think. But let's get back into it. Yeah, dude, I want to hear your track of the week. Okay, let's see. So, little story about this. So, last night I went to a concert, okay? Okay. I went to a Hoodie Allen concert. And before you make fun of me for going to a Hoodie Allen concert, um, I went because a friend invited me. Um, I just thought it'd be a good time. Um, and I did have a good time. So, Nick, if you're listening, um, I did enjoy myself. Um, I don't hate Hoodie Allen as much as I tell you that I do. Shout out to Nick. <laughs> but my song of the week is not a Hoodie Allen song. It is, in fact, the openers uh, for Hoodie Allen. Um, I, I was actually really impressed by their energy on stage. Um, so their band name is Belaganas, okay? And this track in particular called Ford vs. Ferrari, um, I thought I, it's just a banger. So here, I'll, I'll play a little bit snip, little snippet for you. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Five, four, three, I'm so yeah <laughs> kind right. of kind of a banger like um so like i said like their energy on stage was just super fun to watch like it's all you can ask for for an opener is just that they get you energized get you into it um and yeah ford vs fry just you know just a good banger kind of reminded me a little bit of like beastie boys style a lot of their rapping okay um but yeah i just think like the vocal like the vocoder whatever they use on that part i think is super fun yeah it's just a fun track dude yeah tell me the name one more time bella bellaganas bellaganas b-e-l-a-g-a-n-a-s yeah i mean when you said bellaganas i thought you were going to speak spanish with me i mean like <laughs> bellaganas bellaganas yeah yeah They're dude from... great great song yeah it, it's it's a fun one I, i'm i need to get into like their whole discography like this is the only one i've listened to since the concert last night but yeah it's a good one what about you what what's your track of the week yeah well well speaking of openers um 
this is a band that I and I think you discovered as an opener, opener to um, Glass Animals. Oh, you know who I I'm know who you're about? talking about. All right. We're going to hit you with a sad night dynamite. Oh, yeah. New song came out August 2nd. Oh, let's, uh, I don't know if I've heard this. Let's hear it. Sad Night Dynamite. Yeah, I like that. It's it's a little bit more dancey than some of their other it stuff, is. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, for those of you who um, do not know Sad, Di- Sad Night Dynamite, great band, toured with uh, Glass Animals. And also the first band that I'd ever seen to use a bullhorn to sing into yeah. in a microphone. That was so cool. I ser- yeah. I, I've told people about that so much that like he had the, the bullhorn, megaphone, whatever you call it, just like he'd step back from the microphone and then just like, <laughs> sing through it and then he had like a little like yeah thing that he would use in some of the songs just so cool yeah they're definitely like probably top three openers i've ever seen honestly yeah they did a great job and and you know while i was listening to their music today they're reminding me of one band yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you have any idea which band um, you feel like they sound like um i think a lot of them sound like gorillas like gorillas is that who you're gonna that's a, that's a hot take i was gonna say the neighborhood but oh, like okay like early the neighborhood you know oh yeah i can see that yeah yeah, yeah. no the like i I've, I've thought before that like they're it kind of sounds like the demon days album yeah. like that era of definitely not gorillas. the chip chrome era because no, yeah. that was whole whole different thing but like i'm talking like early yeah yeah like yeah early neighborhood i can see that yeah yeah, yeah. anyway is, yeah well fun so parker what are we going to be discussing today Dude, yeah, well, really excited for what we're talking about today. Um, like you mentioned earlier, kind of a heavier topic last week, so we thought, you know what, let's give the listeners a little bit of an idea what kind of music we like, what kind of music we listen into. You know, I'm talking right now, let's lay down our top three perfect songs. Perfect songs, yeah. I Like you said, like I think this will be a good episode Like for listeners maybe who don't know us as personally or don't know one of us personally. They can get to know each of us a little bit better. I think it'll be fun, but... Perfect song. It's kind of like a, a, a big title to lay on something is the yeah. word perfect. Yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, let's talk about that, right? Like, how do we define perfect, you know? Because I feel like there's a difference between a perfect song and like a favorite song. Yeah. That's exactly what I've been thinking too is like, because I have like my favorites, you know, that you can jam out to whenever you want, you know, but like, I feel like perfect song needs to be like more than just liking it. I think liking it is obviously a part of it. But I think it's definitely a lot more. Um, and so I was thinking, and I have a few things that I think will makes a perfect song. Um, one that I kind of came up with is that um, I think the timelessness of a song is pretty important. That, like, it needs to age well, you know? Because I can't think of many songs from, I don't know, five, ten years ago that came out that I would still consider perfect that aren't you know, that don't have that timeless factor to them, you know? I like it. Yeah. I mean, any song that's going to be perfect has got to hold up to the test of time, you know? Mm. Like, you can listen into it one day and say, man, this is a great song. But then I want to say, you know, five years later, 10 years later, you're still going back to it and being like, how did they pull that off? Yeah, no, for sure. Because, I mean, if you asked me back in high school or junior high what a perfect song is, I'd probably lay down some, you know, 21 pilots. Yeah. I'd probably say, you know, I think like, 
you know, Ode to Sleep or <laughs> Migraine. I think those are perfect songs, but like, you know, however long I, I, it's been I since I got then. a migraine. I got a migraine. <laughs> since then, it's they definitely, at least for me, have not stood the test of time. Like, you know, just various things, you know, production or vocal style or just like, you know, my, I've expanded my view of music and some songs that I've listened to at that same time, I still listen to now while those songs I don't listen to, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. I'm going to add another point. Okay. I think that a perfect song should be representative of the artist as a whole. Mm. Does that make sense? That's a good So one. I'm saying like, you know, there's a lot of artists who will release a piece of music or a song or, or an album, but it just doesn't really describe like how they've evolved or what their style is or what their discography is. I feel like a perfect song should be also representative of the artist's vision or their overall message or their their goals that they're trying to get across. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. And especially when the artist has like a very distinct, you know, message that they express in their music. I think that is definitely, definitely important. For sure. Yeah. Um, something else that I was thinking kind of goes along with that is just based off like the artist and their discography is that I feel like for it to be a perfect song, it kind of has to be not necessarily completely ubiquitously respected but like widely respected as one of their better songs because like you know because i feel like if we say that some perfect song of an artist is like one of their really you know deep cuts that nobody knows you know that's probably just an opinion thing but like when there's kind of a mutual understanding between a lot of people that it's one of their best songs i feel like it's not always true but definitely like an indicator that it's you know verging on that perfect song category yeah, for sure. I mean, you can go on Spotify and look at Radiohead's number one listen to song and it's Creep. Yeah. <laughs> which I would not consider yeah. anywhere near, you know, being representative of them as a band or mm -hmm. being widely accepted as their best song. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's not always the case, but I think it can be a good indicator. Um, yeah. Do you have any other points about perfect songs yeah i was just gonna add i mean i think two big points are lyricism and production value mm. um i think a song can be good lyrically but if it's lacking productively you know i, I think it's not going to be perfect so those two points lyrics and, and production yeah kind of going together yeah i think just overall that just shows the amount of effort that has gone into a song is you know the production and the lyrics showing that they put the time into like that there's care put into it, that they For put sure. emotion into it, and then that emotion can kind of show through the song, which is another point I was going to bring up, is just that the emotion of the song, like, it makes you feel something more than just listening to it, and, like, something that my brother said is that, you know, you can tie your memories to perfect songs, you know? Like, when I think of the perfect songs that we're going to talk about today, like, they're all songs that I have, like, very distinct memories attached to them. Okay. I think, actually, I would honestly consider a perfect song, like, not necessarily something that, you know, you have memories to, but that just can't be improved anymore. Yeah. You know? I think that's the best way to put it. Just, yeah. like, it reached its full potential for what that song could accomplish. Yeah. And I think that having memories attached to it is an important part, but definitely, you know, it should be perfect even if you don't have any memories attached to it yeah no, and then also a, you know you can have a perfect song um or or you can have a memory with a certain song and you love it but it isn't perfect because mm. you can find the flaws you know yeah. what i'm saying but yeah anyway dallin i i would love to hear your first perfect song, first um, perfect song. lay it on me 
Yeah, okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to, we each have picked out three perfect songs, and we don't know what each other picked, and then we have some honorable mentions that we'll mention too, but um, okay, you ready for my first first perfect song pick? Yeah, lay it on me. Okay, my first perfect song is Human by The Killers. So yeah, Human by The Killers. I think that's a perfect song. And I've thought this for a long time. Before we even had the idea for this podcast, like this is one of the songs that I've considered to be just perfect. In my, like out of their whole discography, this is the most perfect song in my opinion. What do you think about that? <laughs> I I love it. I love the song. I think the Killers have a really big discography, but this and Mr. Brightside are the two that I always go back to. Yeah. And and like you said, you know, does it stand the test of time? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah. Because yeah, I I I mean, Mr. Brightside did cross my mind. Um, you know, it's like a widely regarded classic you know it like hasn't left like the top charts in the uk in like since its release like it's oh wow yeah it's it's insane there's like a video about it and they interview the band and he's like yeah i don't really know why but (laughs) it's just stayed up there um but no i think human like at least for me it, it has like you know stood the test of time more i just think i mean there's a few things about it one just like i think the lyrics are very poetic i'm not gonna say that i know what all the lyrics mean but the the lyrics they just like evoke just these images of just like here let me read some of these you know just the first the first verse is i did my best to notice when the call came down the line up to the platform of surrender i was brought but i was kind and sometimes i get nervous when i see an open door close your eyes clear your heart cut the cord and then are we human or are we dancer like i don't know if anybody knows what those lyrics mean (laughs) i mean i haven't looked them up but like I just I don't know just the, and the way he sings it over just this I don't know very like ethereal like synthy it's like very pulsing the instrumental of it there's the vroom, 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 vroom. and I don't know it's just a really good song that you can just kind of like wash out the rest of whatever's going on and just like focus in which for me is like if a song can bring me into the world of the song like take me out of whatever situation I'm in and bring me into the world of a song. That's like, I don't know. That's really cool for me, you know? Yeah. And I think another perfect part about this song is all the different ways and places and circumstances in which you could play this and mm-hmm. it would fit. You yeah. Know, you could play it at a party at, uh, you know, late night car drive, mm-hmm. um, in the morning, brushing your teeth, you know, yeah. just in like in bed, every part. Alone, yeah. Yeah. In every aspect of your life, this song could fit in and it would fit in perfectly. Yeah. I think, I just think it's, a beautiful beautiful song like the instrumentation it comes in with like it's very synthy like especially near the start but then kind of like near the bridge and close to the last chorus in the build-up it like brings in like these violins I don't know it's just like uh, I just think it's perfect I mean I don't know if everybody's gonna agree with that pick but I definitely think it's a perfect song hey yeah yeah um Parker do you want to lay on your your very first perfect okay. song? <laughs> I'm excited yeah so while I was thinking about this I thought, okay, if I'm going to choose my top three perfect songs, I'm going to try to hit kind of like the main categories of genres that I listen to. I'd say the top music that I listen to would be hip-hop, alternative, and rock. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start off with my number one, what I think is one of the perfect hip-hop songs. Now, I don't think that this song perfectly describes hip-hop, 
-hmm. fact, I think it's very, very different from what hip hop is. Um, but I think it encapsulates this band perfectly. It encompasses everything that they have stand for and gone through. And that song is Milk by Brockhampton. Oh, okay. Have you have you heard Milk? I've heard Milk, yeah. I mean, I'm admittedly not as well-versed in their discography as I probably should be. But, um, yeah, here, let's play a snippet of it. Take S just to find themselves well. So yeah, very different from uh, normal hip hop, right? Yeah, definitely, you know, very melodic, very, you know, very, you know, focused on the musicality of it, which I feel like, you know, hip hop has gradually become more melodic over its history. Um, Why would you consider this a perfect song, especially out of Brockhampton's discography? Yeah, well, Brockhampton, great band, Mm -hmm. boy band, that's what they call themselves. Yeah. (laughs) And they all just came from such different backgrounds and different neighborhoods different cities different places different beliefs but they came together and they created some of the best music that we've ever had yeah in this decade in this century maybe ever i've definitely been very impressed by all the brockhampton that i've heard yeah and i think one thing that i could not seem to wrap my head around is the fact that there are so many different opinions and ideas how did they last so long together yeah you know how many members they have how many members did they have oh gosh i mean at you know, different points of time, yeah. it would be, you know, 10 to 12 Jeez. different singers on the band. Always, you know, the key, you know, the key leaders, Kevin Abstract, mm. you know, Merlin Wood. Um, but I want to point out some lyrics here from Merlin. And I think it just is kind of fun because he's telling this this story. He says, hi, my name is Merlin. I just applied for food stamps. I just moved to California with my boy band, dropped out of a good school. Hippies in my commune, left for the rent was due. Used to want a briefcase and a short commute. Used, used to want to sell coke, hmm. you know. So he's starting to tell this story about how he ended up in Brockhampton, and when the chorus hits, it's like just so easy and so simple, but so sad too. He's like they're just singing, like I just want to be better. I just want friends, mm-hmm. but like I don't want a fake friend. I want somebody who like is gonna be there in the hard times and the tough times when we're both broke. Mm-hmm. And that to me just sums up Brockhampton as a band, you know. Yeah, them being so motivated by like love and brotherhood and not really giving a crap about anything else. And I think that's what makes them work. Yeah. I mean that just like the pure honesty, I think is always something respectable in any artist that is willing to show it. And so I think that's definitely a good, you know, indicator of, you know, the perfection of a song, you know, is just that, that like honesty, you know, and, and like you said, it is very representative of who they are, you know, for sure. All right, let's move on to uh, your second pick. Pick number two. Okay, so I mentioned this band briefly earlier um, when we were talking about Side Night Dynamite. My um, my second pick is On Melancholy Hill by Gorillaz. Okay. When you close What do you think about this pick? <laughs> I love it. We we were talking before the podcast about how we need to like disagree with each other more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, this is not going to be the episode to disagree. I mean, we, oh, 
I, I love the gorillas. Um, I love this song, and I think that that dun 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 that no. is such a timeless. It's like iconic, just little melody. Like I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like it hits every part of my brain that it needs to. It it was actually a really tough choice. So like I I think this is their best album, um, Plastic Beach. Um, and I was really stuck between On Melancholy Hill and Empire Ants. I think both of them are perfect songs. Um, but I think the one... So On Melancholy Hill, I have... This has been... At one point in my life was my favorite song out of every song. Like when people would ask me what my favorite song is, this is what I'd say. And just since then, I've still had the same level of respect for it. I just think... Like like you mentioned, that little dun 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 like that's just such a simple but just like I don't know. And the, happy, like it just it's gets like you, happy, gets but happy, it's also man. sad, you know, like it fits in with like the melancholy theme of the of the song, you know? It just like the way that it moves around the chords, it just like is very just I use the word ethereal with human too, but just like this very like just like floaty, dreamlike song and just you know, the lyrics, again, like, a little bit more on the poetic side. Like, I don't know exactly what they would mean literally, but, you know, up on Melancholy Hill, there's a plastic tree. Are you here with me? Just looking out on the day of another dream. You can't get what you want, but you can get me. Let's set out to see, because you are my medicine when you're close to me. Like, I don't know. It's just, like, this beautiful image of just, like, this... It lo- It feels like the album cover, you know, with just, like, the sunset on this plastic island and it's just i don't know i I think it's just a beautiful beautiful song i remember one time i asked you i'm like would you consider the gorillas a one-hit wonder band and you're like what are you talking about man because at the time the only song that i really knew was feel good inc yeah and i am really glad that you've expanded my horizons because this really is such a timeless band yeah and like they've you know shifted styles over over the years so much and like gone over a whole bunch you know i like just recently, like, Cracker Island that dropped with Thundercat. Love that song, too. Just, like, there's just a ton of good tunes, but I just think that On Melancholy Hill, kind of, like, to your point, encapsulates what I love about Gorillaz, what I think is just, I don't know, what's so impressive is just the... Because the production on it is so beautiful. It does, like, so much with so little of just, like, this... I don't know. It's 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 just wonderful. I could go on for a long time, but I, I just love On Melancholy Hill. I love it. <laughs> all right. But, all right. So let's hear your second pick. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. Going to move um, back a couple decades Ooh. into the 1990s. 1990s. All right. All right. So recently watched a documentary about this person. Oh. And it's called Cobain. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. So here's the reason why I think Lithium by Nirvana is the perfect grunge, rock, whatever you call it, song. Let's hear it. All right, cool pick. Yeah, so this is definitely my favorite Nirvana song. Um but I learned a lot from this this documentary. I got to show it to you. Yeah, I, um, I want to watch it. It really encapsulates very well, like the, just like the haunting, trappedness that Kurt Cobain was. Like he was just trapped inside his head, mm. you know, and he didn't care about the decisions he made. He didn't care about the people around him. All he cared about was him 
and his girlfriend at the time. And there were points when he would just disappear and she and him would just go shoot up heroin for weeks on end in their Jeez. apartment. And this was at the peak of his of his power, at the peak of his, yeah. you know, musical um, influence. And that's the thing that's interesting is that there is this overlying or this underlying theme of Nirvana's music of like, like being popular and being important isn't important. Mm-hmm. Like, like let's stay out of the the limelight. Like that was what he wanted. He didn't want all the attention. Like he just wanted to do whatever the heck he wanted to do. And I think that this song uh, really describes that really well. You know, he's saying like, I don't care. I'm so lonely. That's okay. I shaved my head. I'm not sad. Maybe just because I'm to blame for all I've hurt but I'm not sure. I'm so excited. I can't wait to meet you there. So he's, there's these themes of like life is meaningless. And mm-hmm. if I die tomorrow, I don't really care. You Just know, the nihilism. Yeah. The nihilistic view of everything. And it's really gruesome, like to, to listen to that and hear that. And then to know, you know, what was to come. Mm-hmm. And to me, this song is kind of like a foreshadowing of what was to come, but also is really perfectly, descriptive of their music as a whole yeah and like we were saying before like just kind of has that brutal honesty you know like he's just laying out his heart and his thoughts in you know what he was actually feeling at the time and yeah that is kind of interesting i i i mean all the old you know the rock heads are gonna kill me but i'm not super well versed in nirvana either and but yeah like i know a, a bit and yeah that's that's a, a, a cool pick that's very like i feel like indicative of their music yeah yeah and he went on to be such an influence you mm-hmm. know yeah, for sure without even wanting to or mean, meaning to you know mm-hmm. went on to produce all of these incredible post-grunge bands um that we could go on and on about but but i want to hear your last pick and then well maybe first we can hear some honorable mentions and then yeah. you can lay us with that pick okay should i just lay out my three honorable mentions yeah okay so these are I, I i'm i'm curious if any of these are i'm i hope they don't overlap with your your number one <laughs> but i had three honorable mentions one is power by kanye west okay so power i think is it's I don't know about favorite Kanye West song. I don't know. That would be, I would need to take days to figure that out. That's a debate for another episode. (laughs) Favorite is too hard, but I feel like power, it just so perfectly encapsulates what, like who Kanye West is. Like if someone had never heard Kanye before and I wanted to show him who he was, I would show him power, you know, just, I think the, I mean, it's obviously pretty popular. People chant it in stadiums and everything, but I think the lyrics are so they tie in so well with what the album is saying, with what he was dealing with at the time. And I that's too much to get into for an honorable mention, but I think Power by Kanye West is a perfect song. Other one, it killed me not to include this in my top three, but Somebody Else by the 1975, I think is oh, so perfect. So somebody else, I mean, also definitely not my favorite 1975 song, but I think I know which one is your favorite. You do? Yeah. What do you think my favorite 1975 song is? Um, 
I, I forget, but. Well, my top pick isn't a 1975 song, if, if, if that's what you're hinting at. But um, yeah, I think somebody else, um, the first time I heard it was when they were on tour before their second album came out. And I heard it live and it, you know, hit me with the impact that it does, you know, it's just like, got that same, you know, dreamlike quality and same pulsing quality that some of the, my other picks have had where it's just like, I don't know. But then the lyrics on top of it, I think are just like, it tells like this very specific, very vivid story. And I just think it, it is definitely like maybe their most popular song. And it's very just indicative of them as a band i think at least for that era specifically i think is a perfect song okay but was your favorite song it's not living that is that is my okay. my probably okay oh it's still hard it it was kind of shifts but if someone were to ask me that's what i'd say um this last one i hope this isn't your first pick if it is i won't i won't if it elaborate. is then, then we'll cut this whole part out <laughs> yeah we will <laughs> um but my last song is viva la vida by coldplay That's not your top pick, is it? It was really close. Oh, okay. It was really close. <laughs> okay, Viva La Vida. So I, like, you definitely listen to a lot more Coldplay than I do. Um, but Viva La Vida, it's not even, like, my favorite Coldplay song. It, you know, you hear it on the radio all the time. It, it, I, you have for a decade, however long it's been out. But I just think that song, like, if any song has stood the test of time since re- its release, I think Viva La Vida definitely has. It's just got this, you know... It also paints this viv- very vivid image. It's it's just, you know, it's beautiful. Like, I don't know what else to say about it. Everybody's heard it. It's, I don't know. Like, the only reason somebody would dislike it, I think, is because it's quote-unquote overplayed. But, like, I don't think there's any valid argument against it as a song. Okay. Yeah, that was, no, it was really close to my pick, I think. I got worried as soon as I started talking about it, I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Yeah, I think in terms of Viva La Vida and, like, Paradise and these these album single hits Mm -hmm. of Coldplay's music, um, I oftentimes find myself, like, being like, oh, those are ones I'm skipping, Yeah, you know? Just because you've heard them so much. Yeah, like, I don't deny that Viva La Vida could be a perfect song. I think that's up for debate. But I think that as I listen through the album Viva La Vida, that is the one that most often I'm like, yeah, I've heard this, like, so much that maybe I might skip it this time. Yeah. You know? Um, And that leads really well into the discussion about my last song, which is Lovers in Japan. Okay. How do you feel? How do you feel about that? Oh, Lovers in Japan. I think that would be in the running of my favorite for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me drop some, uh, let me drop the song on you. So that was Lovers in Japan. And I love this one. It's such a nice song. It is beautiful. I love the transition between 
um, the first part and the second part, kind of when it goes into the rolling piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the reason that I feel like this is one of my favorite songs and a perfect song is because it encapsulates the two parts of Coldplay that musically I feel like they do very well, mm-hmm. which is the acoustic piano, um, soft kind of music, and yeah. then the poppy, the high energy, the happy go, you know, that type of music. Yeah. And the transition is beautiful, but it's just talking about like a better time, a better place, a better way of life. And I feel like that's kind of what Coldplay is all about is Mm -hmm. they do, I feel like get criticized because of their lack of creativity in terms of like what they sing about, Mm -hmm. um, which I understand, but, but definitely like it's fun music to listen to. It puts me in such a good mood every single time. And I feel like this song in particular, um, does really describe them as a band in that sense, lyrically and production wise, but also like if I'm going to show somebody who Coldplay is and what they do. Um, that's the song I'm going for. Yeah. No, this is a beautiful song. Like when you just close your eyes and just press the song, just those first like chords of whatever the instrumentation is there, it's just like you can just see what the what the song is, you know? And especially when it just like, you know, it kind of like hangs there and then just drops in with all the music right there near the beginning. Like I, I love that so much. Like it's just a very, and then, you know, Chris Martin's vocals over the top sounds so nice with just like, I just love the instrumental of the song. And then, yeah, he just compliments it so well, I think. Oh, One so... of the best concerts I've ever been to. Oh, I would, I would love to go it's to a It's such a bucket concert. list concert. Yeah, because like when they came touring, they gave everybody those colorful wristbands. And Ooh, then yeah. when the, you know, they play yellow and everybody's wristband lights up purple. And um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hang on. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. That's definitely that. I, I would agree with you on that. I think that's a perfect song. Um, before I get into my number one pick, do you want to mention some honorable mentions that you had? Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and say number one honorable mention is Good Morning by The Bleachers. Oh. Woke up, I'm in the in-between, honey. One foot out, and I know the wind is coming. Because I left it by the bed last night. Nice. How can you forget it? it yeah. It's... It's one of those that you go back to and you start to like pick up on little things mm-hmm. every single time you listen to it. Oh, for and sure. It never, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you've heard it. Like yeah. just little piano, you know, um, like arpeggios in the in the production or like little voices in the background that tie into different things. And then also one thing that I, f- I feel like Bleachers and, and Jack Antonoff do really well is setting a theme musically and lyrically and then recalling it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, um the idea is like in Good Morning, he's setting this theme really, really clearly for for Gone Now for the album. Yeah, and then he just calls back to that song over and yeah. over and over and again. Yeah, into Foreign Girls at the very yeah. end. Yeah, right? both like musically and lyrically throughout the album, like calls back to that. There's the song Goodbye Later. This one, Goodbye. I mean, sorry, Good, Good morning. morning. Good Morning and um, Dream of Mickey Mantle were also just like right on the verge for me <laughs> of making the perfect songs list. Like I almost brought those up but so I'm glad that you did because yeah good morning it's just like it's a pretty classic um chord progression um but yeah like you were saying just the little details and little like ear candy that you don't notice on first listen throughout it are so cool there's like a video on YouTube where he talks about how he was trying to like replicate kind of like a Beatles yeah. type song where with like the hard panning to like the right or left with certain instruments or his voice but then just like the little I don't know it's so it's so cool the way that song was made. It like I'd highly recommend looking 
like if you're listening looking up on youtube how he made that song it's so so interesting i love it let's go honorable mention number two no Role Models by J. Cole. Oh, we can't get fooled again. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, the peace sign, load the chopper, let it rain on you. Dude, okay, this one was like very close for me for my rap, uh, my nominee for rap music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that honestly, if, if you were to be like to somebody who had never heard hip hop or rap music before ever, this is probably the first song I would show them just okay. because like the flow is so nice. It is so fun. He's just rapping about, you know, his childhood and, and dude, it is a banger. Like the memories I have with this are so vivid of just being like in the locker room mm. or on the field, like warm up for football or something like that uh-huh. is so fun. Um, you a fan of this song? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I am a fan of this song. Like I, again, like I'm not super into J. Cole, don't know all, a bunch of his discography, but obviously this is one that I do know. And I think it definitely is a very good indicator of, you know, what rap is, you know? Just, like, kind of shows, you know, someone talking about their life and their upbringing and, you know, got the really cool production in the back. Like like yeah. you said, it's just, like, a cool song. It's just cool and fun to listen to. Yeah. Okay, let's wrap it up here with uh, number three. It's going to be Free... Ghost Town Part 2. Kids oh. see ghosts. Okay. I don't feel pain anymore. Guess what, baby? I feel free. Guess what, baby? I am free. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Okay. It's so good. Dude. Not Ghost Town Part 1. Not, not Ghost Town Part 1. Although That uh, one maybe could be considered a perfect song tale. Yeah. But okay, that, but tell me about Like part in two. my mind I see I see Yay and Kids See Ghosts, like those two albums like hand in hand going yeah. with each other. Both have seven songs. Both were released in the very, same summer. Yeah, and at this very vivid time in Kanye's life where he was like mentally trapped, mm-hmm. I feel like, with is my marriage working out? him trying to convince himself that it is mm-hmm. and i think that is so obvious in this song of like him from that point of view i'm free i'm not free i'm trying to get free but then yeah. kid cuddy also mentally trying to see like you know what uh, this is our anthem for one another we relate on the same level mm. we're free that's you know? so cool yeah it was definitely like a very introspective time for him i feel like you know a lot about like his mental health about just like yeah like you said his family situation and yeah that that song is really really cool just the yeah just the belting it out i am free you know like that's just so just like i don't know powerful i don't know that's super cool yeah that's a good pick yeah well dal um i believe you have one more song one final one final song this one is the one that i knew as soon as we decided to do this for the podcast episode this is the one i was going to pick as my perfect i'm wondering i'm wondering if i can i can name it okay well this my top pick Perfect song. I will never ever let someone disagree with me on this. Is Verity's Quo by Daft Punk. Wow. This song is okay. So, first of all, okay, before I get into any of the music of it, I have a lot that I can say about this song, but so this song. By Daft Punk. It's completely instrumental. There's some Daft Punk songs that have like vocals on it, but this song is almost six minutes and it's completely instrumental. And 
something just something a little bit fun so it's called like verities quo it's like spelled kind of like status quo but verities and so i looked up like what that meant because i thought it was like something latin or something well french probably right yeah french or latin because yeah they are french and then there's people saying that it's like a play on words of certain latin things but what's fun about it is if you like cut it and switch around the words the like if you split verities in half and then like slide it over then it becomes disco very and which is discovery which is the name of the album so that's kind of fun um i did not know that and then you could also say it very disco because it comes in with kind of like a disco type beat it's kind of it's kind of fun you know but um that's just the fun facts out of the way because this song is it's so perfect so kind of the the spiel that i give about this song when i nerd out about it to people is it starts with just this very like filtered compressed sound of just this like synth pad very like and then this like little melody that is going to like continue throughout the song and when i listen to it i'm going to play a little bit of it in in a second but i want to describe it first is at first it sounds like the song is just kind of like sitting in front of you like you're looking at this sound coming at you and then a little bit into the song this like drum beat kind of comes in from the background and then the pads just kind of like start washing over you and while it kind of builds the song just it feels like you just get encapsulated by this song like you're just inside this bubble inside this room that is just you're in this world of Verity's Quill. It's so cool to listen to especially if you're in a car or if you have earbuds in or like good headphones and so I, I want to play that bit for you um, and listeners again listen on earbuds or in a car if you can because it is beautiful I hear it yeah it's it's so like every time i hear this song it's just so beautiful to me like it's the perfect drive and think song for me just and then later on it comes in with this really cool like rhythm of the i don't know it's just there's so much texture and i said this before um with on melancholy hill where it does so much with so little is just like i said it's instrumental no lyrics but it just it's got relatively few instruments, but it encapsulates what Daft Punk does best, which is perfecting the sound that they want. You know, every single instrument and sound that they use in this is perfectly sounding. And it's just, oh, I, I love it so much. <laughs> Dude, I love it. It's, oh, it's, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. If you have not heard this song, make sure you give it a listen. You've probably heard, you know, the Daft Punk hits. You've probably heard One More Time, probably heard Get Lucky. And you might have heard this too, but this song, very disco, very disco, Discovery, which if we ever do an episode on perfect albums, I will have a lot more oh, to man. say about Coming Discovery soon. by Daft Punk because holy cow, that album is is perfect. Yeah, album. if you thought it was hard to choose a perfect song, whew. perfect albums. That perfect yeah, we'll albums. save that for later when we have a lot of time to, to research. But 
yeah, I think this song is just, it's just perfect. It It's exactly what I want to hear when, I don't know. I don't know how you even describe it. It's just perfect. Listen to it and you'll know, especially that little snippet right there. It like, it almost brings me to tears every time I listen to it. <laughs> I love it. Well, Dallin, I think that's uh, probably going to wrap it up for us about time, but uh, I, I loved listening to your favorite songs, your perfect songs. I think I have a better appreciation for uh, Daft Punk and for all these bands, That's Rest in Peace, Daft, Daft Punk. Yeah, honestly, that was probably the low light of my year so far. Was it last last year, this year? I cannot remember. When did they let's break see. up? Yeah, well, let's see. When was that? They're not dead, just so you guys know. Yeah, yeah not dead. They just broke up. After, like... 10 years, almost 10 years after they released their last album, they break up. They might as well be dead. That's so dumb. Daft Punk, break up. They, let's, oh yeah, it was the beginning of this year. Man. Yeah, that was definitely the low light of, of my year so far. Hopefully it doesn't get worse than that. But, but yeah, I love Daft Punk. I'll have a, if you guys keep listening, I'm sure they will come up many times by me because i love daft <laughs> punk i have a lot to say about them yeah well hopefully you guys had a good opportunity to listen to our music taste um mm -hmm. give all these artists a listen yeah and i'm gonna try to i'm pretty sure i can put like a q a in the description for it at least for spotify um and so i'd love to hear what you guys think are perfect songs um if you want to drop those in and if you agree or disagree with any of ours <laughs> sweet anyway i think that's gonna be it for us today guys uh thanks for listening thanks for everybody who's been supporting uh, definitely catch us next week as we tackle a new question. We don't know what it's going to be yeah, yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But you know, beside the point, you know where to find us episodes every week. Um, this has been fun so far. I'm, I'm excited. Dude, to I see love this. Yeah, yeah, this is fun. We had some pretty good reception on the first one. So we're going to keep this going as long as we can. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. See ya. <laughs>
I promise there's more to it than that. Don't be like Family Guy. And there, don't be like Family Guy. And there are some songs that maybe if we do an episode, that would be a fun episode, is best uses of samples Ooh. in music. Right, there's a Daft down. Punk song. I will, I will keep it spoiler-free for now. There's a Daft Punk song that I think is the best use of sampling that I've ever heard in my entire life. You know, there's all the hip hop sampling, but this Daft Punk song. Wow. I will I will keep that for a future episode, but it's good stuff. But if you stayed tuned for the for the post credits for the burners, then thanks for the the stingers. Sorry, not the burners, the stingers. The, thanks for the, staying tuned. The burning stingers. The burning stingers. Ouch. Thanks, guys. <laughs>